0: The Business is brought to you by Audible.com. Hi,
1: everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Married with a Business. I'm Craig.
0: And I'm Allison.
1: And we're Married with a Business. We're here to share tips and tricks and stories of what it's like to be a married couple that own and operate a company together, which we've been doing for over 20 years now. Crazy to think about.
0: Crazy. As you were saying, the name of the podcast, I felt like I wanted to do it in unison and be really corny.
1: I don't want to be that corny.
0: Okay, we won't be that corny. But what is happening lately?
1: So I have to tell you, um, our son's birthday was last weekend and um he wanted to go to a baseball game for his birthday well we we couldn't make it into boston to see a red sox game the time just didn't allow so i took him to a minor league summer collegiate ball league game uh in a town called brockton which is close to us a team called the brockton rocks allison and it was the best time
0: really he had a good time. He had
1: the best time. You didn't get. You didn't go with us. It was just me and the boys. The three the three boys went. It was a
0: boys' day. It was a
1: boys' day, and uh, it was really fun. So we got there. There, you know, it's a it's a smaller minor league kind of team. So there weren't a ton of people there. We got there. They brought their gloves. They were really excited to maybe catch a foul ball or get a ball. They walk in and they go down and they get to throw warm up practice with one of the other team's players and so they were tossing the player was on the field they were tossing back and forth
0: that's fun
1: and then we were like walking through the stands before the game checking things out and you know one of the one of the kids that works for the team came down he's wearing like a polo shirt and he said "Uh, can i ask your kids a question and i was like yeah, sure. Go ahead. And he asked them if they wanted to read off the players' names over the PA system during the fifth inning. So they got to go up in the fifth inning up to the uh, press box and and get to announce all the players' names. And
0: yeah, you get you sent me a picture of them in the press box, and at first I didn't know what was happening. I thought, oh, how did he get them into to a private box? And then I realized where you were, and I was like, that's so cool. They're getting a tour.
1: <laughs> it was no. So then they and then I sent you the videos of them doing the announcing. It was awesome. And so we got to go. They got to run the base. Afterwards, they got a couple autographs. Like the, the players who are all, you know, college kids, they play in this league during the summer when they're not playing college baseball. And so they were super great. Like they came out, they uh, like so. Uh, Great facility over there. They're doing awesome. The Brockton Rocks. If you get a chance, stop by, check them out. Um, if you're in the New England, Massachusetts, South Shore area of Boston, um, it was really fun. It's really affordable too.
0: Yeah, which was nice. You know, we would have spent the money to go into Boston if we could have, if we could have gotten tickets. But being able to go do this, I think he had a much better experience. He had a lot of fun. It was really kid friendly, and you guys. Because of the affordability, you got to do a little bit more with them than you normally would have. Well,
1: and I know that, you know, we're a baseball family. So, like, for us, you know, and my boys, we love to watch baseball and see baseball and get baseball cards and all that stuff. And uh, for us, it was kind of cool because they got to interact so much with, you know, the the other fans. Because it's it's instead of going to a, a game where there's forty thousand people, you go to a game and maybe there's five hundred or a thousand people. And so, you know, you it's it's much more up close and personal. And so I think they had a. I mean, we sat right behind home plate a couple of times because you know there was availability in seats and we kind of walked around and sat everywhere. It was really really fun. I had a great time. So
0: even though another tale from home was about baseball, this was a baseball with a little different of twist.
1: Yeah, right. It was baseball with a little. different. Different a, a twist, but anyways, it was a blast. Uh, if you get a chance, check it out. The Brockton Rocks. It was a it was a good time. Allison, what are we talking about though this week on the show?
0: So today, I've been thinking about time management and taking control of our time management again i think that you know every leader goes through these cycles where they feel like they have great balance and that they're managing really well but then sometimes we get out of balance with our schedule and our commitments and i feel like in 2022 you and i have been a little bit out of balance with managing our time efficiently sometimes yeah
1: i saw this topic come up uh, that we were recording this and i was like oh do we have to talk about this? I've been so bad about it this year. Well,
0: and I think sometimes the reason I pick topics is because they're very topical for what we're going through. And by being intentional about thinking about how I want to talk about it, it helps us address the issues that we're currently <laughs> struggling with.
1: Well, and I think there's, for us, you know, there, it's kind of like a confluence of a lot of things that sometimes cause us to get into these situations. We, we have tried to get better about tempering what we get involved in. Right. Uh, and so I think that we've gotten better at that. But with that said, some of the things we are involved in take a lot of time and then work takes a lot of time and what we're trying to do with our company takes a lot of time. So, And we go through seasons. Yeah. And so you go through these seasons and yes, I don't disagree with you. I, th- I feel like for a lot of 2022 so far, uh, my time management has been subpar.
0: But like we've talked about in previous episodes, the first quarter and first half of 2022 we had had a lot of big projects we moved we've hired two project and trained two project managers you know we are taking on redeveloping our website like we've had some big work projects in addition to the things that we've had to do outside of work
1: well and i think and i'm sure there are a lot of businesses that are going through this right now too with just the way the economy is like there was a lot there has been a lot of growth this year that I, not that we weren't ready for growth we were ready for growth but it's it's definitely happening at a little bit quicker of a pace so then trying to manage that on top of all these other things and then you put in the personal side of things with Cub Scouts and baseball and baseball practices. Like right now is one of those times in the year when we talk about baseball where, you know, spring baseball is ending for my eight-year-old and summer baseball is starting for, well, not nine-year-old, and summer baseball is starting for him. And so it's like there's a practice every day. Right. It's definitely hard to try to keep all of that under control. Well,
0: and time management isn't a skill that we're necessarily taught in school. We had a teacher say to my fourth grader who, you know, hasn't been in school for two years because of COVID in the beginning of the year, well, he was bad study skills and time management. And I said to her, well, when was he supposed to learn study skills and time management? We haven't been in school in two years.
1: And I think for a lot of parents, it's hard to manage teaching those skills as
0: well. Right. Because a lot of grownups have terrible management skills themselves. You know, we develop habits over time, but do we have the right habits and do we have habits out of survival mode or because they're intentional?
1: Right. And I, I think for, you know, one of the things that we try to do when we get overwhelmed is to sort of take a step back. We have the same 24 hours in a day, Allison. like everybody's got the same 24 hours. It doesn't change. I know some days feel longer than others. And that's definitely true. The
0: days are long, but the years are short. Is You're, what they tell all new parents. Right.
1: Uh, but, you know, I think a lot of times it's, it's, like you said, it's trying to be, you know, intentional about your time. So taking a couple of minutes to think about, like, what you're doing, what you need to do, you know, how you should be spending your time is, is important.
0: Right. And again, you know, sometimes we talk about the why. Why are we doing it? Why is it important? Like you just said. And, you know, I when I think about why is it important for us to think about our time management right now? You know, we want to be doing the right things at the right time so we can also open ourselves up to learn and make the improvements so that we are being more efficient and tackle the projects that will help move us forward.
1: Yeah. And I think a lot of times, and I'm as guilty as this as the next person. I I would say if we were to talk about you and me, I am way more guilty of, of this than you. I tend to deal with the thing that's right in front of me at the moment. And I don't think about Necessarily, what's moving forward, and I, I'm like, uh, you know, I'm like the dog in the yard. I'm like, oh, squirrel! Like, I got to deal with this. I got to go. I got to go fight this fire. I got to go fix this thing. Oh, this person needs from me, and it, and it's hard. And I'm, I tend to find myself. I get stuck in these ruts of, I don't deal with something until somebody gets angry that I haven't dealt with it. And so it's challenging to try to break those habits once you get into them. It's hard to get out of that cycle once you're in it.
0: So what are some of the things you do when you start to feel out of balance or in that cycle? What are some of the the tips that you could give somebody else to if they are starting to recognize that their calendar is controlling them and they don't have time or there are too many people, there are too many fighting too many fires. Well, I think the
1: first thing, and and I, I, it was funny, I was reading through our ideas for the show and I was like, man, I was really bad this week with this item. We have these planners that we use. It's the Full Focus Planner by Michael Hyatt. You can get a link to that. All you have to do is go to our website, marriedwithabusiness.net, go to the resources page. It's right there. Um, but the Full Focus Planner is kind of built where you're supposed to every day write your top 3 things that you need to get done and then list everything else that you need to get done. Yeah,
0: I call it the brain dump.
1: Yeah, and you just you put all of those things that in your head. You're like, here's all the to-dos that I need to do. And I know some people do yellow sheets and then mark them, but this way, you know, you put those top 3 things, you get those top 3 things done and then you go through the rest of the list. And then, then tomorrow you're supposed to look at yesterday's list and go, "Okay, what are the top 3 things I didn't get done yesterday that I should get done today?" And I was like, this is a prime example of a week that got away from me. I was really bad about it this week. I think I only did three of the five working days this week, filling them out in my book. Uh, I, You know, I think the days I do fill it out, I follow it pretty well, but the days I don't fill it out, obviously I'm all over the place. Uh, so I think, you know, that's one of the main things I do. Another thing, Allison, that actually I think you taught me a long ago was to really work on, you know, taking a time audit, taking a minute to sort of, or a minute, taking two weeks really to sort of write down everything that you're doing in a day.
0: Yeah, so I do this, every now and then as well when I when I start to get overwhelmed or as we're starting to figure out what tasks I am spending too much time on and need to delegate when you feel overwhelmed trying to really figure out how you're spending your time so that you can be more intentional about it um, And what I do is you go along during your day and as you're doing things, you're writing down, what you're spending your time on every time you check the social media, every time you check an email, every time you complete a task. And it's daunting over over that period. But then you can really get a good sense of what are you doing? And is that the best use of your time? The last time I did a like a big one when we were getting ready to bring on another team member, as I broke everything out into categories to see what category I was spending most of my time on. Was it bookkeeping? Was it HR? Was it marketing? And then I could see what type of person I needed to bring on to alleviate some of those things for me. Yeah. I
1: think, you know, when you think about doing it, it doesn't need to be uh, sort of a TikTok minute by minute of your whole day. What you should do is have like a yellow pad or scratch piece of paper, whatever you want to do it on. And then write down, you know, 8am to 10am worked on bookkeeping, 10am to 1015, met with project team. You know, I think you need to put it into chunks or put it into, you know, compartmentalize it. You don't have to say, eight breakfast, seven fifty. I mean, if you want to, you absolutely can. Well, it
0: depends on how detailed you want to get. Right. You know? Um, the the more detail you put in it, the better the results are gonna be for you.
1: And it depends on what is out of balance. You know, I, I find for me there are times where I just let my calendar get out of balance. And so it, it makes me have to like I tend take that time and I break it down, you know, for every day that I'm doing. And then I go back and look at it and go, am I efficiently using these quadrants of time? Right. Which sort of leads into the next thing that we do a lot, which is reviewing our ideal week. And so again, in the full focus planner, they have a version of this. If you look online, if you search uh, ideal week online, you'll see a ton of other sort of templates on how to help build your ideal week. But how you and I kind of do it a little differently. I break my ideal week down into like quadrants. So I'll take a day, let's for argument's sake, say Monday, and I'll say, okay, well, from 8 a.m. till 11 a.m. on Monday, I'm in the office focusing on, you know, office tasks, answering weekend emails, answering questions from staff members, whatever it might be, you know, and then I'll block off from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. That can be sales calls or estimating depending on, you know, so that's how... I kind of build my ideal week. You you do it a little differently.
0: I do it kind of by days, so like Thursday's is payroll and cut checks days, Monday's is marketing days, Tuesday is general bookkeeping days. Um so that I don't have to I don't have to feel guilty about not working on marketing the other days of the week or not working on cutting checks the other days of the week and, you know, the expectation is, is I cut checks on Thursdays. If you want to check earlier than that, don't expect it. If I can do it, I might. But the but I tell people I cut checks on Thursday, so you have them Thursday afternoon or Friday. Um, I do that at home too. So I did. I was getting very overwhelmed when the kids were babies about the laundry um, and trying to throw laundry in every day. And then I, I finally just decided uh at the time I was working home from home on Fridays and Mondays, and fr- So I said Fridays and Mondays I'm doing laundry. The other days of the week, if I don't get laundry done, I'm going to give my pr- myself permission. For that to be okay. So,
1: if it likes know, just just to clarify, so for like Thursday is your payroll day and pay bills day, does that mean you won't do marketing that day?
0: No, if I have time, I might. But that my big my big three that I'm going to focus on is going to be related to those tasks. So my big three on Thursday is always process payroll, print reports, print checks. And then if I have time to do those other things, then that's OK. But I'm going to get the, my big three related to that task done on that day.
1: And do you tend to like when you think about your day and structuring your day, do you tend to try to get that stuff done as early as possible in the day? Do you try to do a lot of time for other things and then work on it in the afternoon?
0: No. For for me, I do it in the morning. I know that I'm my most productive in the morning. So I think that if you're trying to set up your ideal week, you have to think about when you're your most productive. Um, come 2, three o'clock, I'm not as productive. So I can get more done faster between seven thirty and nine o'clock in the morning. So you'll tend to see that I get my top three done as long as I can focus on it and fires don't pop up in that three-hour period. Yeah. Another
1: thing that that you and I both did is early on when we first had our first child, um, daycare was really expensive and we didn't want to pay for it. So um, we only did partial daycare where we did some, you know, only a few days versus the whole week. And I worked from home on Wednesdays and you worked from home on Fridays. And so... What's kind of happened from that is, we decided as our kids finally got into school aged and were gone every day that we kept those days as work from home days, and it allowed us to be. It, it, I, I, it's like I call it my no interruption day. Like, it, I'm not in the office. Nobody can you know call my phone or knock on my door. Well, they can call
0: your phone. Yeah, I know. they can't they, walk up and bother you. They
1: can't walk up and bother. They can't walk into my office. So, and then I have. I have, you know, delegated those days as just days that I work on certain things like, you know, Wednesday when I'm home, one Wednesday it might be all estimates. Next Wednesday it might be, you know, if I have to do some design or drawings or takeoffs or whatever it might be. Um, Even sometimes it's owner stuff. It it might be, hey, Allison needs me to read this manual. I got to read that day. Um, And you do it on, you do the same thing on Fridays. Right. So I think that's, you know, those are things you have to look at when you're kind of building that ideal week. And, and, And I think the hardest thing about it And this is where I feel I have been bad in 2022 is you build that idea week you have in front of you. It's it's on my my, you know, wall at the office to look at every day, but I don't follow it. I've fallen off of it. So what I feel like I have to do right now is I have to like stop and reset and I have to go back and I have to do that, you know, two week sort of, you know, take an audit of what I'm doing with my time and then go back and rebuild my ideal week because maybe it's changed.
0: Well, and what's good about the planners we use is at the very front of the planner is a blank ideal week. So every quarter they're expecting us to revisit what's our ideal week for the next 90 days.
1: Right. So it's it's uh, it's really good. The other thing that you and I have done and I actually looked at this recently, it's like 12 years we've been doing this, is using Google Calendar. It's free, it's easy to use, and it really does kind of dictate and control our lives.
0: Well, what I like about the Google Calendar is that we can see each other's calendars and we can add things so that if things come up, we can block out time for each other. Um, A lot of times what happens with work is you'll have on your top three for multiple weeks to get a design done or something. And so... Either I or one of our assistants will go in and block out time for you. Yeah,
1: and I'm, then I'll notice it. And and because uh, we've gone so digital, especially since COVID, we've gone so digital with everything. So like, uh, whenever people want to schedule meetings with me, they do it through Calendy, and it shows up on my Google Calendar. And and so there's all of this there's all of this uh, technology that sort of controls it. Now the other thing I've gotten better at is utilizing my calendar to help me keep a little bit more balance in life. Is I schedule. Out, I call it out time. I put it in my calendars, O-U-T, out. And maybe it's maybe it's at 3 o'clock on a Thursday, going to the driving range, or if it's baseball practice, you know, a half hour before baseball practice is supposed to start, I schedule that or an hour so that I'm not backing things up so close together, so everything's not so tight and on top of each other. And uh, we have felt for a long time that the Google Calendar is a great way to help us control our time in a, in a day. I think the bad part about it is is that now I have this thing that pops up on my computer screen that I look at every single day, and it's always full. So I feel like, oh, I'm always scheduled to do something, but I have to be realistic about, okay, well, you scheduled time here to do nothing, so that's your do nothing time, even though it's scheduled.
0: Well, and you need to to make sure that you're having white space and downtime, and if the best way to have that happen for you is to schedule it, then it's important that you schedule it for yourself. It's
1: like your parents own a house on a lake, and we like to go down there and sit by the dock and fish or do whatever... Uh, it, it has to be scheduled on our calendar. Like we have to go into our Google calendar and we have to, you know, type in there, go to the lake. And we then that'll force us. So we'll look at, oh, well, we're scheduled to go to the lake that day.
0: Well, because we won't look at it and say, oh, of course we can help you do this or we can have a practice here. Or, yeah, let's slide an extra Cub Scout meeting in there.
1: So that's that's definitely something that's crazy. Allison, talk about uh, determining Uh, in your schedule what's important and what's urgent
0: so I recently revisited um Stephen Covey's the seven habits of highly effective people and it was one of the first books I had read 20 years ago when I had started at work and I've kind of always in the back of my head followed some of these things but as we're trying to train some of our team members on what's important and what's not um it's been good to revisit it. And I thought today was a good time to talk about it again with you, especially because I think your schedule keeps getting dictated by fires. Mm. And then when you don't get to other things, it creates more fires. So, um, you know, in Stephen Covey's The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, he kind of talks about these four quadrants um, of urgent and important, not urgent, but important, urgent but not important and not urgent and not important. And, you know, important things are the tasks or the goals that are most likely to impact your long-term success. And urgent are those things that require immediate action. You can't delay them. And so when you kind of set up this quadrant model, which we'll post up on um, on the resource page, you can kind of see quadrant one where it's important and urgent. These are crisis things. These are pressing problems, deadline-driven things, people who are calling in and complaining, things you have to deal with right away, fires that ne- weren't necessarily in your original top three or quadrant two they're important but not quite urgent you know that relationship building the finding new opportunities the planning the preventative actions and growth and breaks these are the things that we need to do regularly so we don't have fires coming up and if we're not scheduling them in our time regularly, we're going to have those fires. Um, you know, in quadrant three is the not important, but urgent again, you know, interruptions, checking your email calls that come in that distract you from the things that are already on your schedule. Um, things that are important to deal with quickly. And then, um, the quadrant four are the not important and not urgent, um, Trivial, bu- busy work, time-wasting stuff. Some of the calls, you know, some of the activities that you need to deal with eventually. And you know, just because they're in the not important, not urgent, doesn't mean that sometime they won't move into a different quadrant if we don't eventually deal with them.
1: Yeah, I think taking the time and, and going through these things and understanding better and, and learning to understand better as as these things come at you, you know, how to keep balance in your time management i think that that's the hardest thing sometimes when you people feel like well i'm only focused on managing my work time and this goes for anybody that you don't it's not a, not just about being a business owner entrepreneur it's it, it's it's Somebody might have a regular nine to five job. You need to be able to manage your time and balance it, and understand you know what's important. And, and even in a relationship, even if you have if you're a husband and wife and you don't work together, you have separate jobs or whatever it might be, you know, understanding and being able to communicate your time to each other is really important. Because and a lot of in a lot of relationships, that's usually the most frustrating thing. Like I don't understand why she's not home. She's always at work, you know. And so understanding that time that balance will not only help you feel better about your day and what you're accomplishing, but probably help your relationship.
0: Right, and what a good exercise to do after listening to today's episode is, you know, make make this quadrant for yourself and list out the things that you think are in each quadrant for your work and personal life, and then how can you adjust your ideal week to address those items? Because if you decide that going on a date with your spouse is, you know, not important and not urgent and it never moves into another box, it's going to become important and urgent.
1: Right. Exactly. So, taking the time to do that, taking the time to do the time audit that we talked about, take a week or two weeks and write down your time and what you're doing with your time, and and it'll make you more productive. It'll help boost your productivity. It'll help your work-life balance. It'll help you achieve those goals that you are trying to achieve in life and in work.
0: Again, the reason I think this is important, Craig, is because it's going to help us boost our productivity. You know, following the time metrics is going to make us more efficient and free up some of those 24 hours because we're going to be working on the right things. And again, give us better work-life balance so that we're not we don't feel like we're constantly running. We're running from this meeting to that meeting to talk to this person, to work, to, oh my goodness, we forgot to go to the grocery store. Um, and will help us achieve our goals so that we can um, spend more time on important tasks and together and building the life we want as opposed to running on a hamster wheel.
1: And I'll tell you another way to start is on us for 30 days, you can get Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. If you go to audibletrial.com slash bizmarried, 30 days free of Audible, you can download Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, a great book.
0: And if you go to our resource page, you can check out Calendly, links to the Full Focus Planner, you know, links to setting up your own Google Calendar. Um, Again, the Audible link you can grab 30 days free from us and the notes from Stephen Covey.
1: Yeah, definitely check it out. MarriedWithABusiness.net, our website. Go to the resource page. You can find all of that stuff and you can find old episodes of our show there too as well. So check that out. You can also look for us on social media. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at BizMarried or search for us on Facebook, Married with a Business thanks for listening this week, everybody. We really appreciate you tuning in. We've got a couple more weeks of shows coming up a great show next week with Cadillac homes. So definitely check that out. And remember, not only is it important to focus on your business, but also your marriage because we're married with a business.